everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your boy Dave Neal. How are you today? We doing all right? I'm in a funk. I don't know what it is. I ate some sugar. I had a coconut cake. Um, the uh, the the uh, store next to me. It's called uh, Ralph's. The uh, store sells cakes by the slice. That's how you know you got a problem because. Like, I know better than to get the full cake, but in my, like, distorted mind, I think it's okay just to buy the slice. That's like people who don't buy, like, a like a full bag of weed, but they're still purchasing the joint. But my joint is a delicious coconut cake. I got a little sugar hangover. That was actually two nights ago. I'm still feeling it. I don't know. You know me. I'm always struggling. No meth. No opioids. Just the good old sucrose. That's what it's all about, feeling that little sugar high. I feel good when I have that sugar high. Isn't that nice? Anyway, okay, so we got a pretty sizable amount of listeners. If you're new to this podcast, I welcome you. I've been called irreverent, and to be honest, I had to look up what that actually means. Let's let's look it up right now because I still don't know the actual definition. I feel like that's one of those words you call people and you don't even know. So what does irreverent me. It just shows a headshot of me. No, <laughs> it went to irrelevant. No, irreverent. I don't want to be irrelevant. Showing lack of due respect or veneration. I hate it when definitions include words that you have to also look up, like veneration. <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe it's irreverent of me to even be looking up irreverent. I don't really know. Is that an irreverent thing to do? Lacking proper respect or seriousness. Okay, satiric. All right, fine. So this is an irreverent podcast then, I guess. I guess I'll just be irreverent. Why? I'm not here to bore you with serious shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff I talk about is serious. But in the end, it's like even when I'm fighting with somebody or mad at my family or sucking at my career, it's like, what are we all doing here? We're on this spinning rock in the middle of space, right, folks? Let's not take ourselves too seriously. Let's be a little irreverent. Speaking of things that are irreverent, how about the title of this podcast, Sex Actually? You know, I've been, so I want to I switch the name with all due respect, with, all, with lack of respect, with irreverent respect. Uh, I'm kind of sick of, uh, I feel like I've painted myself into a corner here. So I asked people on my Facebook page what they think I should call the, the podcast. And, and, and honestly, it's not really going to change anything that I do on it. I just feel like sex isn't, you know, if you come here just to hear about sex, actually, there's more to it. There's life that happens around sex. You know what's interesting is that, do you guys remember the first time you actually, like, had sex? It, it I, I know you're supposed to be like, oh, my gosh, sex is amazing. To be honest, for me, and this is no offense to the person I lost my virginity to or anything like that, because the sex was good. It was good. But... And this goes for all sex. Once you're finished, it's like, okay, sex is like sugar, right? Sex is, I mean, it's the same. You're, whatever hormones in my brain or fireworks are going off, like, woohoo, this is amazing. As soon as it's over, you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll watch Netflix now. (laughs) You know what I mean? So anyway, I don't know. And that's how it is with this podcast. It's like, yeah, we talk about sex, and that's healthy and important, and having a good sexual relationship and understanding sex and not feeling the shame. That's all good. But there's a lot of life that happens around the sex. And boy, men, we do stupid things because of sex. 
I don't think women do as many dumb things because of sex. Like, sure, every week there's a new, like, you know, there's a new uh, story in the news about a teacher who, like, fucks her student. or for And for whatever reason, in the last five years or so, all I read are stories where the female teacher fucks the guy student. Right? Is it... In a, what, I don't think... Women teachers are having any more sex with their students than male teachers. I just think that, and for whatever reason, guys talk. We're the chatty Cathy's, aren't we? We're the ones out there talking. So if a guy bangs his teacher, he might not try to have a go public. But I tell you what, you tell three people, next thing you know, the whole 900 student body knows about it. Knows about the teacher's body. Uh, anyway, what the, what's the point? So sugar, sex, it's all the same. It's all fireworks in my brain. It's temporary happiness. How do we lead a sustainable life on this spinning rock and have happiness all day long? I mean, I was feeling slightly down earlier, a little depressed. I don't know what it is. I got my mug of French roast coffee. Tasha's like, Tasha. I told Tasha I didn't really like French roast. It's too dark for me. No offense. What's wrong with dark coffee? I don't know. Coffee of color. I don't, it's too dark. I... Um, so she said she wants to get pumpkin spiced coffee, but I'll tell you what, two years ago was my bad car accident. And what was your boy drinking in the uh, cab of his truck was a pumpkin spice coffee. And I don't know about you guys, but I drink my coffee out of the fucking mug. I don't do a travel mug when I, I take my coffee in my hand out of my home and I bring it into my car. And usually the mug doesn't fit in the cup holder, so I put it in my crotch and I kind of whatever. So, of course, what happens? A lady runs me off the road. I spin, flip. And, folks, I have the video of this. I haven't posted it because I'm in a lawsuit. Her, her and they told me not to talk about it, but what, what incriminating information is there for me to say when I have a video of a lady running me off the road? You know what I mean? I am the victim here. Anyway, the point is, my pumpkin spice coffee went everywhere. Pardon me as I take a sip. It went everywhere. So my car's off the road. All the tires are popped. The windows are blown out. And all I can hear is that sound you hear in your ears that goes, ah, you know that like sound that they have from war movies when someone like loud explosion happens? Because all my windows blew out, so I had a loud explosion. You know, I hear that sound. That's the same sound I heard last week when I tried to swim after that turtle. If you guys listen to the last episode, I tried to chase a turtle, and I went down after it, and then my, uh, my eardrums blew out. That's the same sound. It was just like, ah. So there's a choir in my ears just singing. Anyway, the pumpkin spice coffee goes everywhere. I mean, my whole car is stained with coffee. Mind you, the whole outside of the car is destroyed. This car is destroyed. I spun out, popped my tires on the curb, went up on two wheels, hit a telephone pole. I got the video. As soon as this case is over, two years later, I'll release the video. But the point is, I'm in my car trying to wipe down the dashboard in the, I'm trying to, I had a little sham sort of uh, towelette thing, and I'm trying to wipe the dashboard off of all the pumpkin spice coffee. Meanwhile, there's ambulances and fucking police cars and people are coming out. Are you all right? I'm like, yeah, let me just get this pumpkin spice off my dash. I don't want to stain it. And then I had to climb out the passenger side door because my doors were caved in, which by the way, give it up for Jeep, uh, you know, Jeep Grand Cherokees. Holy crap. These are military vehicles. I, I mean, aside from the neck and back damage, I didn't have any shards of bones sticking through me or whatever. I mean, this lady hit me hard. Anyway, 
I'm okay as far as my morality goes. I'm working with some bad neck issues, which I haven't been able to talk about because they recommend you don't talk about it. But you know what? What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like this is like how am I supposed to not talk about pain that I feel in my life? Anyway, so speaking of pain, what are we going to do with the title of this episode? What are we going to call this podcast? I um I asked some people on my Facebook page. And by the way, this is a two-way uh road here, folks. I know I'm talking into a microphone, you're listening, but I need your uh I need your input. So follow me on Facebook and all that Instagram. Facebook, I'm just Dave Neal. Follow me on Facebook. I think I've reached the friend capacity at a cool 5k. Trust me, don't know 90% of them, whoever they are. But you can still follow me and you can uh, my my uh, most of my statuses are uh public and all that jazz so i'm listening to you guys so leave a comment say hello let's be friends so by the way so many of you contact me and i appreciate that so much we i've made so many like online friends out of this very weird world we live in with podcasting i mean there are people in other countries other parts of this country they get to write in and we can kind of share a common experience that's globalization folks that is the flat world that we live in I don't actually believe the earth is flat. I just meant that rhetorically. Hey, we're irreverent today. So I said, hey, I said, uh, this is what I posted. Probably going to change the name of my podcast. It's a bit off-brand and niche. Considering a name that aligns more with my stand-up and me, we talk about relationships, motivation, and self-actualizing. Life in stand-up, comedy, and traveling. It's a live-your-best-life pod. I want to reflect that. Any ideas of a name? And then some people left some, I think some people left some good ones. So I'm just going to read a few of these. And if you guys are like, oh, that's a cool name, let me know. Let me know. And by, guys, it's not going to change if you're subscribed already. You'll, whatever I change the name to, you'll be subscribed again. Um, someone said, um, no, I'm not, that's a stupid one. Someone said life actually instead of sex actually. And I was like, my whole point is like, I want it to be something that's branded with my name. So when I go on the road and do stand up, it's not just like some random podcast hosted by some random comedian. Like, you know, the good ones, the Joe Rogan experience, you know, there's like Bert Kreischer, Bert Cast. Like, they have good, you know, names that just incorporate who they are. So um, someone said, D, kneel with it, like, like, deal with it. And I was like, oh, I actually like that, kneel with it. So are you guys on board if I have a podcast called Neil With It? Or is that stupid? Tell me if it's stupid. And then someone said Neil With It. And then someone said Neil Talk. Like real talk. You guys on board with this? Neil Talk. I mean, I don't, I don't want... Like, like obviously, if someone, if someone doesn't know the podcast and they scroll through iTunes, I want them to see something go, oh, I, wanna, uh, I like that. I want, but I don't even want to do... I feel like sex actually is kind of clickbaity. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to fuck and talk about it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, this isn't guys we fucked. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, we talk about sex, we interview guests, I go on rants. But, like, it's more than that. Anyway, um, what else do we have? Um, life actually, real talk by real people. Meh. And then someone said the Neilness, like the realness, Neil talk, living in D. Neil. Dave's, and then someone said Dave's podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, Neil Spiel, Man Crush Monday Me. Boy, will somebody Man Crush Monday Me? <laughs> uh, life in Neil Time, or uh, Let's Get Neil Live. Actually, shit tickets and fist pumps. That didn't make sense. Um, Neil before Zod. I don't get that one. Neil before me. The Tender Bro feels with Neils. That's a good one. Stood up. 
And then um, Gabby recommended, what about you up? Hey, Gabby, you made me change that in the first place. If you're an original gangster, you know what I'm talking about. But we used to be called you up. And then Gabby was like, I don't want to be on the podcast. And you have to change the name. And I was like, peace. Sex, actually. Uh, love you, Gabby. Um, okay. And then, and then someone recommended Dave's Not Here. And I like that one, right? Can you imagine the Dave's Not Here podcast? That sounds cool, right? And if not that one, then maybe Good Morning Dave. You know, good, like, good morning, Dave. I don't know. Good morning, Dave. Dave's not here. What do you guys think? Let me know. Uh, if someone gives me a podcast name, I'll give you uh, full credit and all that jazz. Because, um, yeah, we're making changes in life. I just want something I can slap on a T-shirt and call my own and not have to be like, well, because here's the issue with sex, actually. A lot of people come from conservative families, so I don't feel like people are sharing the podcast as much. Sure, the numbers are great. We get 15, something like 15 to 20,000 downloads a month, but we need that a day. We need to like really ramp it up. You know what I mean? Like for no extra work on my end, we can have this thing be a revolution. And all and all I really want is for you guys to like me, have fun listening, put me in your ears, and then maybe when I'm in your town, you come see my stand up. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Uh now, I'm actually going to be in, um, where am I going to be? Kansas, I believe St. Louis, Kansas City, Charleston, South Carolina, and maybe Oklahoma. If you live in any of those cities, get in touch with me. I'll let you know when and where I'm going to be. St. Louis, Kansas City, Charleston. Oh, and I also want to do a show in Indianapolis. I think, I think I'm going to have to put that on the old tour. I'm, I've been opening for a buddy of mine on his uh, tour, and we're going to be going to a few different places so it's a couple bros telling jokes, kid. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, I've, I got this email from... Anyway, so the point of that was changing the name so you guys can share this a little more. So maybe, maybe we'll get some more love on social media if it's not called like, Sex actually fucking talk, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Instead, it'll be like, good morning, Dave. And then all my ladies out there can be like, I'm listening to Dave. And my bros can be like, what up, motherfucker? I'm listening to Dave. I met a Dave the other day. And it was, I always have the funniest bond when I meet Daves. Not Davids, Daves. I met this Dave. And I was like, dude, you're going to, I don't know like if you're going to get this, but like, I was at a bar. I was talking to Dave. And I was like, I was at a bar once. And I met another guy named Dave. And he goes, oh. You're Dave, I'm Dave. And we had that Dave moment where we're like, cool. Like our parents named us the same thing. And we go by that name now. Awesome. We have a lot in common. And this dude had a koozie on his beer that said Dave's beer. It was a green koozie. It said Dave's beer. He pulled it off his beer and he goes, here you go, Dave. And he gave it to me. And I was like, oh, you don't have to do that. And he's like, nah, I got more. And then out of his pocket, he pulled out another koozie. So this dude just meets Dave's and gives them koozies. He was basically starting off like a Dave Union. He was the lead. Me- he was the lead member of the Dave. I'm the treasurer now of the Dave Union. But how cool is that? I don't know. I thought it was cool. So I'm a Dave. I met this Dave. I tell him that story, and like his family thought it was weird. He was. They were like, "Okay, cool. Have a nice day." They were walking away, and then he comes back to me, and he goes, "You know what?" He was like, "When I meet people," and he st- and then he started telling me his Dave story, and he was like, "When I meet people at work or whatever, and I say I'm Dave." And he goes, and they respond saying, hey, nice to meet you, David. He was like, that makes me so mad. And I was like, dude, I've been telling people that since the day I could talk. How angry it makes me when people don't, when when I say, hi, I'm Dave. And they go, nice to meet you, David. And it's like, no, don't. Anyway, what's the point of all this? 
Man, I guess there is none. We're going for reverence today. If we're irreverence today. So anyway, for all my Daves out there, what's up? Nice to meet you. I'm actually friends with a dude on Facebook named Dave Neal. It was my birth. I might have told you this before. It was my birthday a few years ago. And I had this dude that I met. I don't know where. Maybe Seattle, I think. I met this guy, John, at a show. And on my birthday, this guy, John, comments. And he goes, dude, this is insane. I know another Dave Neal. His birthday's also today. So me and this other Dave Neal became Facebook friends, and we wish each other a happy birthday every May 1st. And it's interesting because he's, he's like, I don't want to say a lot older, but he looks like he's about 20. I mean, yeah, he looks like about 25 years older. 20, 15, I don't know. I don't know how old he is. But the point is, he's got like a full family and a different life, and it's like, oh, man, that's like two different Daves took different turns in their life. It's pretty interesting. Anyway, so I got an email... And I'm a little worried to read this because I uh, usually I screen these emails beforehand, but I haven't read this email because it's kind of long. I actually got this on the Facebook page. So uh, a guy will call him Dan wrote this email and let's just barrel through it and see if he's asking any questions or what he wants to say. Hello, Dave and Tasha. I just left a review on iTunes. You guys, uh, he goes, I want you to do, <laughs> I want you guys to do better. Now, when I read that at first, I thought he was insulting us like, you guys got to do better. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But I think what he meant was he wants uh, to pr- promote us and have us get more downloads. So thank you for that. I want you guys to do better. You definitely deserve it. As I stated on my review, I very much enjoy the dynamic that both of you bring to the table. I have been meaning to message you since I got the chance to listen to stories from so many people and also yours included. Fasten your seatbelts because it is a bit hard for me to stay on track. Hey, Dan, me too. <laughs> Uh, my last relationship ended a couple months ago. It was not a long relationship, but at least for at least, man, you're you're not really good at writing sentences. It was not a long relationship, but at least for it was very intense. But at least it was very intense. Okay, we met through Tinder. I never used it before, and after a week of being on it, we matched. We chat for like two days, and we met at a restaurant near her job. We clicked in a way I never clicked with anybody before. By the way, fucking. Ah, Tinder is the best. You just met a random chick on Tinder. How great is that? She is pretty great, and it has been a while since I had a formal relationship. I really tried to make it work. She lives about an hour away from me where I live. At the time, I was living with my family, so we decided that it was best to hang out at her apartment where she only lives with her brother. Oh, she lives with her brother, and she's got to tell her brother she met this dude on Tinder, and then it's a long-distance relationship. Oh, boy. We'll see how this one goes. Since it was so far away, the first time I went there, I stayed over. boy. I know I sound like a 15-year-old. Well, your grammar does. I know I sound like a 15-year-old by saying this, but after a month, I knew she was the one. During that first month, we basically opened up about everything. Listen, Dan, we're all asking the same question. Get to the point. Did you guys fuck on the first date? What did you do? Did you spoon? You give her? You give her the old, the old Tinder piece of dick? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. I got nothing today, folks. Uh, I did not hold back on anything. Oh, geez. He's answering the question for me. I did not hold back on anything. We have similar tastes and personality. We both were very introverted, but with our respective friends, we were a bit more cool. She told me about the reasons her past relationships did not work out. So I tried to do the exact opposite. Eh, just be you. You know what I mean? I know you're not asking for advice, but just be you. We get in, we get in our heads so many times when we're like, oh, that... That she didn't like that guy, so I'll be this version of me. Well, it's like, well, maybe she didn't like that. Maybe she didn't know why she didn't like that guy. 
You know what I mean? Sometimes people think they know why something works or doesn't work, but they really don't. And all you can do is just be like the best version of yourself, not a mediocre version of somebody else that they couldn't be. The first night I stayed over, I woke a few hours before her. I did not want to be rude and turn, the, turn on the TV. I did not want to be rude and turn the TV. She had one in her bedroom. But I, I hope you guys are okay with me butchering this, but I'm telling you, I'm trying. And by the way, Dan, I appreciate you writing in. I'm not trying to shit on you. It's just very hard to read this. But I also, it's, it, it sounds like you audio spoke it like into Siri, and Siri just butchered it. But I think you actually butchered it. I also didn't want to stay in bed while she was sleeping. It is impossible for me once I woke up to fall back to sleep. So I got up and went to her kitchen to make something for breakfast and do her dishes. Yeah, did you make food for her brother too? Oh, geez, I'd be so it'd be so awkward. I've I've stayed over at chick's house who live with their sisters, which by the way is so sexy, so sexy. But if a chick lived with her brother, I'd be so submissive. I'd be like, sorry, dude, I've been touching your sister, and you know. That's what I'm doing. So can I do the dishes for you? It took me about an hour and there was nothing else for me to do. I noticed that next to her bed was a binder with loose papers where she had written poems, songs, short stories, etc. I'm not saying this because we're, we're dating, but she is really good. She had a way with words. When she woke up, I told her if she ever thought about publishing her work. I told her that I knew somebody from work who works for a publishing company and I could connect them. She told me that she thought about it in the past, but nobody seemed interested in her writing. She told me that her ideas... She, that she had ideas for a book and she was concerned that maybe she needed a little more training before she could publish anything. I told her she could take some classes on creative writing. She seemed excited at the time, but she didn't give me a follow-up on the subjects. I would ask for time. I would ask from time to time just make sure she knew I didn't just forget about it. I did not want to seem pushy about it. I believed it was her job to take the initiative and my job was to let her know she could count on me when she finally decided to get around her first chapter. I forgot to mention earlier. The day we went out on our second date, I sent some flowers to her job. I wanted to make her feel special and earn some points in my favor. She loved them, and the date was great. A few weeks ago, I was working all weekend, so I wasn't able to actually talk to her for a few days, so I decided to send her flowers again. She asked me what was the reason I did that. I told her that I did not need a reason to give her flowers. I was raised by my grandparents, and my grandmother always told me stories of how much she loved the flowers my grandfather would send her from time to time. This is very sweet of you. This is, I like this. She said, and I'm sure a lot of women listening are like, oh, because we know this chick's not going to appreciate it, but I do. She said, that she, she said that he had this saying, a boyfriend does not need a reason to send flowers besides making her girlfriend happy. About a week after that, I met some of her friends at this bar. We went on a karaoke night, and let me tell you, it was like listening to an angel sing. <laughs> she always said uh, she was very timid, but she had no restraint. She was incredible. I rarely drink, and I'm not a good singer by any stretch of the imagination. So I decided to drink a little to loosen myself up and gather enough courage to sing. I speak Spanish as well, so I wanted to impress her by singing a Spanish song. She seemed to love it. Did you sing Despacito? Is that what you sang? As any guy who was crazy about a girl, I wanted to kiss her every minute. I wasn't sure how would her and her friends take me making out with her at the table, so I decided to use every chance she or I went to the bathroom and make out a little bit on our way there. Also, I'm a huge reader since I was little. I understood the value that books have in life. I wanted to share all the books I loved. She also loved reading, and she seemed to enjoy the books I was giving to her. On another occasion, she brought me to a little reunion she had after work at the bar where we first met. I did not want her to drive all the way home after the bar, so prior to going to the bar, we agreed to take an Uber. 
dude, this is all sweet, and but but man, it's all over the place here. So you met this girl. It's going well. You're buying her flowers. What's the problem? What's happening? Does she appreciate it? Does she not? All right, I'm going to keep barreling through. We go back the next day for her car. She spends the whole time introducing me to her friends and coworkers. At the end of the night, we were sitting at the bar. We were drinking. I have a much lower resistance to alcohol, so after like three drinks, I stopped, but she kept drinking. The bar was a bit crowded, so it was hard for her to get the attention of the bartender. I think I wanted her to impress. I think I wanted to impress her, so I took upon myself to be the one to get the attention from the bartender every time she needed another drink. When I noticed that she had a bit too much, I wasn't sure whether or not I should tell her to stop. We were dating for about a month at the time. I didn't want to come across I was telling her what to do, and since we were going to take an Uber, I did not stop her. What I did instead was whenever she would turn around, I would drink from her drink. That way, we were sharing the load. When it was, uh, did she share your load, bro? Okay, sorry. You just can't say load without me responding like I'm 15. When it was time to go home, she decided to, she didn't want to take the Uber. She insisted on driving home. I told, oh boy. I told her it was a very bad idea, but she just blew me off. She was starting to get mad. I was asking her not to drive. One of her friends asked her for the keys. I told him I was just going to keep her in the back seat until she decided to take the Uber. We stayed in the back seat just talking for about an hour. I could not convince her to take the Uber. She ended driving home that night. I know I should not have let her. I guess we were too drunk to think straight. We made it home just fine. A week after that, the day I was supposed to go to her house after work, a friend messaged and she told me I was. She told me if I was fine. I was. I was work. I was at work and asked her what did she mean by that. She said that on my Facebook page said I wasn't anymore on a relationship. I was a bit shocked by that. I tried to get a hold of her. She spent it almost a whole day without a reply. When I finally got out of work, I messaged her to tell her that she did not want anything to do with me anymore. She could at least give me an explanation of why. Um, obviously, English is your second language. I totally respect that. So it's a little tough and, and very heartbreaking to read this. In you know what I mean? In, in like sort of broken, like she she did not want anything to do with me anymore. She could at least give me an explanation of why. This is so sad. I've I've had very similar stories of this, dude. So you're not alone. She messaged me back and told me she did not like the idea of me giving her flowers or books. She accused me of controlling her by letting her get drunk at the bar and giving her books. I was pissed. I told her that it was both the way she thought I explained to her what really happened. She said her friends did not like me. Oh, fuck that. I could not understand what was it that I did that put us on this position. She did not want to pick the phone, so I finally told her to get my stuff together. I was going to pick it up as soon as I were to get to her house. When I got there, I confronted her, telling her that how it was possible she could do something like that. I knew she left a prior abusive relationship by just taking all of her stuff and moving to her brother without even talking to the guy or anything. She just up and left one day. I told her that this made me feel like I was just as bad. We ended up getting back together, but things were not the same after that. I mean, I was still crazy about her, but in the back of my mind, I had always the fear that she would break up with me if I did anything she may not like. Dude, I fucking get that. Yes, yes. Women, and I'm sure it goes the other way, will, when they know you're into them more than they're into you, will threaten to leave you so you, like you, it gives you no chance to actually barter and communicate and, and have a little give and take when the other person's like, fine, I'll just leave. It's like playing poker with someone who just like bets the hand every round. It's just not fair. And dude, there's nothing wrong with buying a girl flowers and sharing books with her. I'm, uh, you know what I mean? Like, dude, man. Okay. It's bumming me out. On two occasions, a few I love yous escaped me, but they were on separate instances, and both were 
when we were saying goodbye to each other. I tried to explain to her that I always say that when saying goodbye to a friend. Yeah, dude, you don't have to write it off. If you love somebody, you tell them you love them. You don't have to make an excuse. She also used them against me when she broke up with me, saying that I was trying to manipulate her. When in reality, it's just something you say when saying goodbye. If, dude, if you love her, you love her, man. I'm getting angry for you. Uh, I guess since that moment, dating her felt like walking on eggshells. I had to think twice about everything I did or say. I feared if I slipped every once, and I feel like if I slipped even once, she just would break up again. At first, it wasn't easy, but I guess I just got used to it. Everything was sort of great for the next few months. I tried to avoid any subject that would make her upset. I never gave flowers again for the same reason or gifts for that matter. I bought a few small things here and there, but I didn't have the courage to give them to her, so I just kept them. When we finally broke up for sure was, in my opinion, over the smallest thing ever. Dude, it's always over the smallest thing. That's the important thing to know when it's not supposed to. It's always like over like, you know, you played Monopoly, but you beat her too hard. You know what I mean? Beat her in Monopoly. You didn't beat her after you didn't play Monopoly and then kick her in the face. It's like Ray Rice playing Monopoly. Anyway, dude, it's always over the small things. It's never like, I want a kid and you don't. It's always like some dumb shit. We were supposed to hang out together for a few days in my town. I asked, a few, I asked for a few days off. She was going to one of her friend's house for a party the day before. Since we broke up, the first time I was never invited anymore to hang out with her friends, her excuse was one of her male friends did not like me very much. Well, dude, if you're broken up, yeah, you shouldn't be hanging out. I had no idea. And that's what sucks when you make all of their, your girlfriend's friends your friends. You start losing your identity when you break up. I had no idea what was it that he didn't like about me. Dude, it's not you. I asked her, and the only thing she said was that the two times we were together with her friends, she only spent time with me and, and both with them. I told her that if it was impossible since she spent the whole time introducing me to a lot of her friends and talking with each and every one of them. My first instinct was that maybe he had a crush on her. I mean, I can understand that they worked together and all. Maybe he was just a jealous friend. But again, trying to evade any kind of confrontation, I just kept quiet about it and let it go. Dude, I don't get it. You're broken up. Here's the thing. When you break up, you can't play the whole like, well, what, who's she texting now? Are they friends? It's like that person has to be dead to you. You have to not talk to them. They have to be gone. We live in this world where we can stay connected to people. It's not healthy. You can't do it. I'm telling you, bro. Now, back to the time we broke up for good. That weekend, she was supposed to go to my house after her party since her friend's house was closer to mine than hers. I told her that she did not have a key to my house. I would stay up waiting for her. She never showed up. No phone call, no text to, like, to let me know. Nothing. I stayed until like four in the morning waiting for her. I messaged her and tried to call her, but nothing. The next day I saw she posted something on Facebook, so at least I knew she was fine. I had a day off from work because of her. Yeah, you took the time off to hang out with her and she fucking ghosted on you. She knew that and she did not care. So I told, I told her myself, it is fine. We can still go out later. I tr- oh, you're too nice, man. I get it. You like her. I get it. This chick just does not appreciate you. All right, let me barrel through this. I tried calling her during the afternoon, trying to tell her that I wanted to talk to her and if I could take her out. She never picked up, but only sends a message letting me know that she made plans to go out with her friends that afternoon. And I hate myself for what I did. I decided to give her a taste of her own medicine. By this time, an ex-girlfriend started to follow me on Instagram for a few days, so I decided to follow her as well. She had a picture of her and her current boyfriend where you could not see the face of the guy, just the top of the head. I have to admit, it kind of looked like me, but if you paid attention, anybody would notice that it was not me. I guess it was just the hair the main thing. I commented on the picture just, ah, inoffensive, but I knew she would see it and drive her nuts. The next day, since I had no idea what was going on, I decided to ask for my shift back so I at least could keep my mind occupied on something else. She texted me earlier that afternoon asking how, how I was doing. I, I, I asked her to call me, and I finally confronted her about how shitty she was with me the last few days. I even cried of how upset I was about that. 
I figured she only texted me because she must have seen the comments I left on the picture of the girl with, the, with her guy. I guess I was upset enough that I told her a lie. I told her that the day before, when she did not even wanted to pick up the phone, I went to an ex-girlfriend's house to pick up a ring that she had and I wanted back. She knew I had a ring given to me a few years back by my sister, but I thought it was lost. I found it the day before while I was packing because I had nothing else to do. I told her that I had lunch with my ex, but that was all. All right, here's the thing. You're desperate, obviously, for her attention, so you're doing desperate things. I get it. It, it brings out the shittiest of us. You're not a shitty guy. You know, she ghosted on you. She put you in a very vulnerable position. Now you're playing the victim. Well, now she's going to look at you and go, now you're a piece of shit, and she's going to validate the reasons why she doesn't want to be with you. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It sucks. But obviously, we're past the point of no return here. So let's just get the fuck out of here with this. Um, she suddenly changed her whole behavior. She even invited me to go out with her friends that night. I accepted. I thought it sucks that I had to lie to make her show me that she cares about me. That same night, she got her phone out and asked me if I was the, way, the one in the picture of this girl's account. I told her no. She didn't believe me. Then she said she showed the picture to her friends, and they all were sure it was me. I insisted that it was not me. When she finally dropped and we were on our way home, I could not keep it up. I did not like the idea of lying to her, and I needed to come forward. So I told her that the whole uh, going to pick my ring up a th thing at the girl's house was all a lie. I told her that it was between my stuff the whole time. I just didn't know it. I feel like I need to remind you that I told her the truth the same day I lied about it. She said I hurt her and that I was the worst. Then I brought up all the time she was being shitty and I just kept quiet about it. She was just yelling at me that I was looking to get even and in, in that she was the victim. She said that I need to be a better boyfriend and she up and left. I was sad and, and well, but I knew we were a bit drunk and tired and angry. We said things we shouldn't have, but nothing we could come back from. After a few days, she was still not interested in talking to me. In a desperate move, I decided to contact her best friend and see if there was anything I could do to fix it. I was still in love with her, so I had to swallow my ego and do everything in my power to get her back. In any case, he accused me of being a controlling boyfriend. Oh, you called her guy friend? <sighs> I feel like we're all reading this going, dude, this isn't good. I've done almost everything that this guy has done in different relationships, so I totally can relate. You know, I've been ghosted on, or I've had a girl who was not into me anymore, and I've called her friends about it. Dude, I'm with you, man. It's codependency. It's like you're putting up with all of her shit, so you feel resentment, and then you feel like you deserve her because, like, you're taking time off for her and this and that. Bro, the day I um, finally got ghosted on by this chick in New York like four or five years ago... I was supposed to work on the movie Birdman that day. I told them I wasn't available for the shoot because I was supposed to go out with this chick. And then she finally flaked on me. And I called the production company back, the, the people that were casting it. And I said, oh, I'm free now. Luckily, they didn't rebook it. I ended up getting a speaking role on a best picture. And it's a stupid story. But what the point of that story is, I took the day back for me. And I was rewarded. Do you know what I mean? Like, you take time off for somebody. It's okay to take time off for somebody if it's somebody that loves and cares about you. But if you take time off or clean somebody's car or massage them or walk their dog or do all these stupid things to show them some love and respect and they don't reciprocate in some way or, of, or another, it doesn't have to be an eye for an eye. It doesn't have to be, I washed your car, you washed mine. It can be something simple like a thank you text. It really can. But when the other person doesn't appreciate what you're doing for them, 
that builds resentment. And then that resentment is showed in so many ways. And clearly you're showing a lot of resentment towards her. And you, you have every right to be resentful. He basically, uh, um, the, okay, so you call the boyfriend. He basically has a whole profile of how I was such an awful person for giving my girlfriend flowers or books that I showed I was insecure and all. I told him that he was wrong about all the, all the oh, jeez, there's so much going on here. Um, so, so I'm not trying, uh, I'm not, hold on, folks, stay with me here. I'm just going to read it word for word. That he was wrong about all, but the more kept messaging me, the more and more I noticed that his messages look more and more like the one she sends to me the first time we broke up. That was when I noticed that he was the one pulling the strings all along. I'm not saying that she was cheating or something, but he definitely had a great deal of control over her. Personally, he would be my last choice of who I would go for relationship advice since he had three kids with three different women. Jeez! I thank him for helping realize I was just wasting my time. However, love is a bastard, and it can be quite hard to move on. Amen to that. Love is a bastard, and it can be quite hard to move on. A few days after that, I managed to actually text my ex. We were finally having a conversation about what went wrong and where was it that we failed. But mid-conversation, I received a phone call from this guy to ask me to stop, please stop talking to her, that they had plans to go to a bar with their friends, and I was basically ruining their night. That was the last time I had a conversation with her. A few weeks after that, I sent her a message asking her to please block me from all social media. Dude, no, 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 no. You don't ask her to block you from social media. You just block her. You let her do with her life what she wants. I still missed her, and it was not helping that I was able to see her pictures on her account. I got rid of everything that would remind me of her. That's a good choice. The few gifts I had from her, I ended up throwing them away. And for a month, I could not even sleep in my own bed because that would just remind me of her. Fast forward a month and a half, and here we are. I'm much better now. Sometimes I still miss her. And in all this time, I realized that, yes, we were both at fault, but we could have fixed it if she wanted to. She clearly didn't. I am in a new apartment now. I finally feel free. I am not sure why I shared all of it. I guess I just wanted to let your listeners know that, yes, our heart and memories can be our biggest enemies. Fucking right, man. Dude. I'm so appreciative for you writing in, even though I didn't understand half of what you're saying. I, it, I get it, man. Love is a bastard. Yes, dude. Yes. But it, and then here we go. But it is possible to move on. Some days, her thoughts would cross my mind. I'm not even upset anymore. I guess I just disappointed. I, I was just disappointed on both of us. We had something great. It wasn't perfect and it needed a lot of work, but it was good and real. Now I am putting myself out there again. I'm not looking for anything serious. I just want to meet people now, try new stuff and pick up a few new hobbies, oil painting and kayaking. I do not expect you to read this on air, but I would love if you could at least give me your thoughts on the matter. And yes, you can use my name and what the hell. My last name too. I have nothing to hide. All right. Well, if you want me to use your name, we'll call you Christian. We're talking to Christian over here. Christian. You said so many great things in there, and I'm so happy that that this long diatribe you just uh, wrote ends with some knowledge that you've gained. Yes, you had a good thing. Yes, you could have both done things better if she was willing to work with you, and she wasn't. And that's not rare, bro. It's not rare that somebody's not willing to work with you. And all that means is she's not in a place where like she's worth your time. You know, like it, it sounds like you pieced a lot of the puzzle together yourself saying, oh, she's good, but this guy's like manipulating her and this and that. No, she's obviously got issues with control. 
She's obviously got issues with like not being told what to do. I mean, look, you try to help her, but you know, when you when you're trying to help somebody who's drunk, it can come off like you're manipulating them. There's a million ways. There's a million red flags here, bro. But what you did was you battled through it and you realized that you're okay after a heartache. You're probably in your in your early 20s. You know what I mean? Like I'm guessing and not to say that this heartbreak can't happen at any age, but you know, with social media and the ways that you're staying attached to people, you can, you know, I want to end this episode reading something pretty stupid. Um, it was meant for women, but I think it applies to you. And I know it applies to me, and it should apply to all of us. Um, for, <laughs> for those of you, I gotta, I'm looking it up right now. You guys know I recap the Bachelor series. There's a chick. She was first runner-up last year. Her name's Raven. She wrote this. Um, she posted this yesterday or two days ago. I doubt she wrote this, but... Oh, no, she didn't. Nikita Gill wrote this. I'm just going to read. This is meant for women, but I actually think it works in both directions. Dear women, do not allow him to consume you. If he does not call, go to sleep. If he does not message, put your phone away and have a fantastic day anyway. If he asked, uh, if he acts distant when you are with him and refuses to tell you what is wrong, don't wait for him. Go home and do something you love. If he tries to insinuate you do not need your friends now that you have him, spend more time with your friends. If he tries to teach you a lesson through the silent treatment, ignore him completely. If he plays with your feelings constantly, walk away from him. If he acts like your body is his entitlement when you are not ready, walk away from him. If he says terrible, unforgivable things and threatens to leave you after every argument, walk away from him. If he forbids you from doing anything you love, walk away from him. If he claims ownership of your accomplishments, walk away from him. If he demeans you or disrespects your being a girl and refuses to stop when you tell him it hurts, walk away from him. I cannot stress this enough. You live for yourself first. He is a secondary character in the story of your life. Do not allow him to turn you into a secondary character in your own book. Nikita Gill. Whoa, dude, obviously this doesn't all apply. This is meant for women, but do not be a secondary character in your own book. It took us a long way to get there, 40 minutes. Um, Thank you so much, Christian, for writing in, and thank you for realizing that you're not a secondary character in your own book. And for the rest of us who are listening, let's remember that. Now, so often... We are selfless, we help others, we are pursuing love, and what do we do? We forget our own identity, we forget that we're the ones who have to be the happiest. When we rein that all in, when we find our own happiness, folks, who doesn't want to be with us? Am I right? When we can sit there and do new hobbies and go kayaking and oil painting, we're going to meet someone who respects us for doing kayaking and oil painting. It doesn't mean that they're going to be an expert in both, but it means they're going to love the fact that we're out there pursuing our own hobbies and doing what makes us happy. And when you walk into a bar or a restaurant or an oil painting community event, uh, or when you kayak down a river and someone sees you smiling from ear to ear, I promise you they will want to know what the fuck it is that made you so happy. How can I be a part of that? They are a character in your book. 
Hardcover, folks. Amazon.com. Anyway, thank you so much for writing in, Christian. Uh, for the rest of you guys listening, I want to hear your stories, uh, whether it be about love, family, relationships, sibling rivalry, work, how we're going to get ahead, smile from ear to ear, and be a primary character in our own goddamn book. I want to hear from you guys. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. You can message me on Facebook, Dave Neal, or Sex Actually on Facebook. And also, let me know what you want me to change this podcast to. I'm probably going to call it something like Neil Talk, something like that. We're just going to keep going. We're going to get after it, and uh, we're going to talk and make, and uh, we're going to talk our way out of these bad situations. But we're growing from it. And if this guy can grow from it and, and share his story, I sure as fuck know that the rest of you guys can. You know, we can, we can read what he's saying, and we can be like, oh, geez, wow, what a sorry motherfucker this guy is. I can tell you firsthand, I've done about everything he's done. I've contacted the girl's friends. I've showed up. I've threatened to leave. I've told lies. I've tried to get them to be, to be jealous of me. All that. When, in fact, what do we need to do, folks? Walk away. Don't be a secondary character in your own life. All right, folks, that's the episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.